0: I'm gonna Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Dark Insight Podcast, episode 40 on January the 6th. I've been gone for a long time, uh, so I'm back on hosting. I haven't been on the podcast for about five episodes because I'm an absolute terrible shit bag. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry,
1: Jeremy here, <laughs> but uh, who, who is this? I don't recognize your voice.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm Cliff, by the way. <laughs> Some may know me as the founding member, but yeah, it just abandoned. And, and as you can hear, Jeremy's joining me this week. Um, hello, Jeremy. Hello, Cliff. <laughs>
1: How are you? Good to have you back on the podcast.
0: It's good to be back. It's been a hectic few weeks, and uh, I don't know if anyone knows, I might be. um gone again for a bit because obviously i'm due another baby so (laughs) my my schedule is going to get a bit hectic again for a little while so um yeah but we've been abandoned this week no josh no vader
1: nope (laughs) and um we we just didn't quite have enough time to hustle up a a third guest like we usually do we didn't we had some wires crossed and uh, so it, it was like down to the last minute before realizing it was just gonna be the two of us so we decided screw it let's just do the podcast ourselves
0: yeah nice easy browse back into the new year nice easy one there's not a lot going on beans as it's january so uh yeah nice easy one this week so normally i'd say let's do the news but there ain't no bloody news to be fair really is there i mean no, is there anything that's um, tickled your fancy
1: uh mass effect got a release date it's coming out in march and there's new trailers and stuff for that um but like that's a game that I'm just going to buy regardless. So, like, it doesn't really matter when it comes out. <laughs> I'm going to play it. So, <laughs> it's not really news. It's just like, okay, now I have to buy it in March. But it's, I think it's the same time that um, Persona is coming out. And I think that there's some, there's some big games coming out in March that I'm kind of worried about now because be, they're going to be quite stacked up.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, my next game for what have I got for? I'm not too fussed about Mass Effect as everyone knows. I'm not really a Mass Effect boy. But my next one most certainly will be obviously resident evil seven, which is due the day before my baby is due, which is,
1: (laughs) (laughs) well, it's a good
0: thing. Babies come with
1: pause buttons that you can just pause them for a couple of hours and play a video game, right? That's how babies work.
0: Well, it kind of does, you know, that (laughs) it kind (laughs) of does. They, when they're first, well, new babies tend to sleep a hell of a lot. So you tend to get a lot more done than you'd be. You'd think I said that to, um, to Jake as well when he had his little one I said don't worry that baby will sleep a lot you'll, you'll, you'll get to play a lot of video games and yeah he's been fine <laughs> good
1: good good
0: yeah what so else cool. has been happening man we
1: haven't talked to you in since like the beginning of December you, you had a good Christmas you had a good New Year's everything went well
0: yeah yeah good Christmas spent with the family of course just chilled out yeah. uh got, got a couple of cool presents My my wife is just rad and she Got me like a pair of slipknot trainers, and also she got me an early birthday present. But she got me, she managed we managed to rustle up the Doom Collector's Edition nice, yeah, with the uh, the Revenants, the 12 inch Revenants statue, which is fucking red and that field. Yes. He's just sat on top of my ps4 he looks so cool
1: i've been um i own that game and i've seen that the collector's edition on sale a couple of times and thought mm, i should go ahead and buy that but it just can't make myself do it yet so <laughs> like i need yeah, another game my- statue on my shelf Jeez.
0: yeah I, I couldn't resist like the price it originally came out at the wife managed to pick it up for 38 quid whoa which is seriously cheap so and that's obviously game as well so i was stoked because obviously i would rented it played it for a bit and had to send it back because final fantasy 15 was coming out so i hadn't got mm. around to finishing it so that's uh got that as well which is rad yeah that, that's that's that statues oh, i love it and it's got a really cool light it's got a fan and like a red light so it looks like the vents flickering underneath him oh very ah, cool
1: very cool very cool, yeah, very cool. i got um my, my wife had actually gotten me my Christmas present early this year, and she got me a new MacBook Pro because I was um, – or she's rather, a new-to-me MacBook Pro, so it's refurbished mm-hmm. directly from Apple. But, uh, so I, I've had that since around Thanksgiving, and that's been really, really rad for you know, podcasting and whatnot. Um, but she also uh, got me a hardback edition of Eyes of the Dragon which is relatively rare to find like those things are kind of hard to come across nowadays. That's the um it's an early Stephen King novel It's a fantasy novel that loosely ties into the Dark Tower series. So one of my favorite yeah. books of all times. So I'm very very stoked about it. Uh
0: very cool, very cool. Yeah, speaking of Dark Tower, been listening to uh cuz I tried cuz I actually like I tried listening or uh, reading the Gunslinger but I just couldn't get into it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but like you saying that that's your favorite one I've heard on uh, Radio Free World. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a few of my mates said it's the one they like the least. So I'm like, oh, I don't know whether. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 a weird, it's a weird thing because like, I'm listening to that to kind of skip that book and then get back into it. But I shall, I shall see because I really, really want to get into the Dark Tower because it's, I don't know, I like Westerns. I like Stephen King. I like crazy world stuff. So. <laughs>
1: I think you'll, um, the the problem with the the first book is that like, it was my favorite book because I read it when I was like 13. Like Mm -hmm. the, the stuff that I, the stuff that I really liked about that book and going back and rereading it, like there's some good stuff in, in it, but, um, I can definitely see like if your friends at work have read that book recently and got into the series, that that would be their least favorite of the series. Uh, book two and three, I just started book two and it's just phenomenal. Like book two picks up and it like, his maturity as a writer has grown so much between book one and book two that it's it's almost like reading a different guy um, not yeah. to say that the, the, the rest of them don't get kind of weird and stuff, but like book two and three are super strong
0: so yeah, no, it definitely interests me because obviously i'm a bit like I I, like I I listen to a lot of audio books at work and obviously I went for a stage and obviously I listen to obviously the classics I'll sit down and listen to it the shining uh the stand obviously that's a Beast. That's a forty-hour audiobook that. a <laughs> That's a <thousand laughs> page beast. That's
1: a thousand-page book, man. Yeah,
0: forty <laughs> hours. It's like that's one whole working week of audiobook <laughs> But yeah, like, I've I've been sort of catching up on them, so that's been pretty cool actually. And obviously, I listened to some of the late, the new one, like the um is it Doctor Sleep, the follow on to The Shining. That was quite yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I've, I've yeah, I've got got quite like Stephen King. I, I hadn't listened to a lot of him but now I've just yeah been listening to a lot lately so i thought wow i've got to get into the dark tower
1: that was my um my mom was a huge stephen king fan growing up so like we just had a bunch of stephen king books laying around so um like 6th 7th grade i'm starting to read uh like you know the stand and misery and probably books that are way above my maturity level but i still like yeah. get right into um and she actually did not like the dark tower she had the first book uh but did not like it, didn't end up not getting into it. So she, that was the, the one Stephen King thing she never got into, but I, I just fell in love with it as a kid. So, but there, a lot of them are really, really good. Like a lot of his modern stuff is really good too. Um, He got into a phase there for a while where there would be either a mentally disabled or like a, some sort of kid like at the end that was the <laughs> yeah. that had to happen that had to fix all of the problems or whatever and he's finally gotten out of that phase thankfully <laughs> but uh <laughs> so yeah his his new stuff like he's got a trilogy with like this one detective guy has been been pretty fun and dr sleep was great like i really enjoyed dr sleep
0: mm. yeah i did as well because obviously a big fan of the shining so yeah yeah, yeah, if you had really, told
1: me that he was going to make a sequel to The Shining, I would have and I think I'd even did say this like this is a terrible idea. Why would you ever do this? But it basically has almost nothing to do with The Shining except just yeah. you know, carries on the story of that of the, of the little boy from that the hotel. Dude, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's very very cool and obviously it is my utmost favorite. I love that book to pieces. I think I've listened to that audiobook for like 10, 15 times now. <laughs> Are love you a it.
1: fan of the movie of the yeah. um, well of the uh, Kubrick version of the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a and lot of people I, are are pretty divisive on it. Like a lot of people love the book and hate the movie, or vice versa. I love both of them. I think they're both great. So.
0: Yeah, I, 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 well, I like the sort of they're the, the quite different in the way the book ends compared to the film. There's quite significant differences there. Yeah. Um. Uh, hopefully, the new version of it that's in the process of being made at the moment will draw. It's they, they reckon it's drawing close to the book this time. So, but. Pennywise looks quite cool they put out some pictures of him the other week and yeah he's oh like, i haven't
1: seen that rad. i need to go look for that yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it looks quite rad so yeah so we're, we're, we're now a book podcast sorry <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think most of our listeners know that we're like if we get into it like we'll talk about some movies and some books and comics and things like that if, if if they happen to come up or tie into something we've been doing i uh i do want to give a quick shout out you mentioned listening to radio free midworld which is duck mm. feed's podcast about the dark tower and um I've been on a couple of episodes, but uh, for those out there that are tired of listening to me, my wife has guest starred on a couple of episodes and will be kind of a semi-regular guest throughout the, the whole entire series as they cover all of the books. So I think it's RadioFreeMidWorld.com. You can go and check all that stuff out. And it's, it's really fun. There's a bunch of different guests every week. Cole is hosting the, the show, and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun if you like The Dark Tower.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's very, very cool. And I've got to say, your wife's a very good podcaster. <laughs>
1: hey, she, she learned from the best.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice, nice.
1: Yeah. Well, tell me. Um, it's been a while since you've been on the podcast, and um mm. I barely play games anymore, despite my best efforts. So, tell me what you've been playing recently. What's been going on?
0: Well, I haven't been on in a while, so I've had um, a bit of a sort of ups and downs. I'm sure everyone knows what went on with me because you guys are all just taking the Mickey out of me for it with the mm-hmm. whole uh, PSVR. Get it, love it, throw up, feel sick, sell it, get a pro, (laughs) and and also having another pro that I sent back before getting the pro again.
1: Yeah, that's you were you were kind of like every day I would look at your at your Twitter feed and it'd be like, oh, I'm throwing this away, or now I'm getting this. I just couldn't keep up with all of your equipment changes there, all You were
0: like uh, Vader with his Xbox ones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was such an utter disaster. Well, obviously, I well I decided I got the pro originally. Got rid of that because I thought, I don't need it. I'd rather have the VR, which I did. Got the VR, loved it, absolutely loved it. Didn't want to get rid of it, but the dreaded motion sickness was hitting me a lot, quite hard. So I had to get rid of it, not wanting. I was very sad to see it go, to be fair. Very, very sad because I loved that thing. (laughs) It's... Yeah, sad times, but yeah, got the pro, and yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it. Actually, um, a lot of the sort of improve the performance bumps, like the uh, in Last Guardian and Final Fantasy fifteen, just having those those frame rate boosts and holding steady is real nice, to be honest.
1: What was, because uh, I know you, you've been waiting on Final Fantasy fifteen for quite a long time, um, mm-hmm. I believe 10 years. What was it like finally getting your hands on that game? I know you finished it, uh, but I'm curious what your, what your opinions are of it.
0: Yeah, I literally finished it like one or two days ago. I think it was Wednesday I finished it because it took me a long time to get into it because obviously I was waiting for it to turn up and it was a week late anyway turning up because of Christmas post. So, yeah, but damn, I love that game. I absolutely love it. I adore it. The stories I wouldn't say the story was as epic as some of the older Final fantasies, like like ten and seven uh six four they had some really really big stories this it's it's, it's, a, it's a it is a world ending story, but it's more about just you and your bros <laughs> <Like> just <laughs> just a road trip for the bros and getting that sort of connection with your team and then it's, it's hard to talk about, because obviously I don't want to talk about the story further on down the line, but I really enjoyed it. A lot of people have finished it and said, the story was a bit shit, but I I thoroughly enjoyed the story myself. I really did. It's, it's yeah, it, it's what I wanted from a Final Fantasy game. And, and the new combat system, beautiful, absolutely stunning. They've done a fantastic job in taking Final Fantasy to a real-time battle system. But it's also it's also strategic at the same time. It's not just a hack and slash, like your sort of like your Devil May Cries or anything. There is still strategy to it. Because also, if you're you're struggling with the hack and slash mode, you can turn on weight mode, which kind of turns it into sort of turn based. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you're not moving your character, it freezes the screen and you, it takes you into strategic camera. Basically, so oh, you can,
1: interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so you, you were literally the
1: hand. first person to tell me that. I hadn't. I had no idea that was in there.
0: Mm, yeah, they, they call it the weight mode. It really comes in handy because some of the battles can get super, super hectic because it's like you could be fighting say twenty or thirty things. So if you just lock it, and it it locks the camera, and it gives you a like a blue line to who you're targeting, a red line to who's targeting you, and then obviously you can use your your items and stuff and decide who you're attacking next and it it really really helped thin out when it's when the battles were too big it really helped juggle the madness of that battle system because it can be pretty crazy at times but yeah that really really helped and man i love that battle system but at the same time it's I, i'm still a big fan of the old turn based. so i think that's why i turn the weight mode on
1: gotcha okay
0: you can't, yeah i kind of get a bit Best of both worlds. Yeah, uh, and the other thing as well, obviously, because I'm running pro with the with the pro on the Final Fantasy 15, you get two two options basically. You have a graphics mode or a performance mode, and the performance mode is so nice because you get you get sort of around fifty fifty five frames, which in that game can make a huge difference as well because of how fast the combat is. Just having it being that much more fluid and fuck quick, great. Uh, and the graphics option—you can see it's there, but I'll, I'm more of a performance person than graphics. I'm really not that fussed about how good a game looks. But obviously, if it looks, if I can get it looking, if they if they give what I really want is a Bloodborne performance update, that would be lovely. Yeah,
1: that's I was just about to say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I uh I was actually gonna ask you if
1: Bloodborne like loads any faster or anything like that. Like I know there's not gonna be any like frame rate improvements from because that's the way that the pro works, but I don't know if like mm-hmm. just like raw loading times would be reduced at all. It doesn't sound like there is though.
0: I think they are ever so slightly quicker because the hard drive that's in it is the just the way it works. I think it's like two or three seconds. It's not a lot okay. though. But if you was to put obviously an SSD in it, it halves. So but I'm um, I'm not too fussed about the loading times, to be fair, because they, 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 well, we put up with the old good old uh, 60 second to <laughs> and a half yeah.
1: Those launch day loading times were nuts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, crazy. that You, you say that actually, that is the one thing that kind of lets me down with the pro is that it doesn't utilise that extra horsepower on games that aren't optimised for it. Like if you get a PC and you whack in. A graphics card you'll get that performance whether it's locked at 30 frames say if you're before it was doing 25 you put your new graphics card in now you're going to get a solid 30. it doesn't work like that now with with the ps4 pro if it's say a game that dips at 25 and it's not got the frame rate unlocked it's pretty much going to stay there which is a bit annoying. okay yeah yeah, yeah, like it's, I, it's, yeah a, it's a tad annoying
1: the whole idea of um like not getting Old games having to be patched in order to see any kind of performance boost was a pretty weird choice, I think, but maybe that yeah. there's probably like some really sound technical reason, and like there's probably a lot of people that put a lot of thought into that that you know to make that decision, so I'm not gonna. It, it, i know no. it's probably kind of it kind of sucks that like bloodborne doesn't automatically run in 4k but i also understand like it, that's just impossible like that that's yeah a...
0: see that i completely understand with the resolution because you do have to go in there and physically change things but yeah to get a performance boost because basically all it does if when you put the game in if it doesn't recognize that it's a proactive game it basically just turns off half the graphics card and turns it into your standard ps4
1: yeah, that's, so I would. I would they, just imagine like do, uh, yeah. with From's history of like weird problems with frame rates and things like mm-hmm. that. Like playing Dark Souls one yeah. at sixty frames per second, it's literally impossible to make the jump <clears> in Playtown to get the I, 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 I two. Um, like and like sliding yeah. down ladders will make you fall through the world and things like that. Like I'm sure that they, I'm sure there's weird compatibility issues that they they struggled with when you know trying to come come to market with the PS4 Pro. So.
0: Oh yeah, I can imagine. Like even when they did the Dark Souls two, Scholar of the First Sin. That came with the degradation glitch that had been on yeah, PC exactly. for so long because of 60 frames. And it's just like, yeah, that was annoying. And then they finally went, oh, actually, yeah, it's a problem. Let's fix that. I do, I do understand that if the game isn't coded for 60, you won't get 60, but it's coded for 30. And those frame drops, just surely they could utilize the extra power to get a rock solid 30.
1: Yeah, they must have. Uh, the only thing I can think of is like, is you know, Sony's not dumb about this stuff. They're they're trying to make yeah. the the best game machine on the market. There, there's got to be like some some technical reasons. They like they have to have tested some of this stuff and realized like, oh, this is going to cause us way more problems than it's worth to to try to implement.
0: So, uh, yeah, I would really like to hear from Mark Cerny on that sort of things. Actually, exactly. Yeah, I like I like listening. People go, oh, he sounds really boring. I love listening to that dude talk. Like he knows his shit, and I love that kind of tech spec stuff so when he's just nattering away i'm mesmerized i love that dude he's awesome
1: it reminds me of uh and this is not like comparing anybody or anything but um the real technical episodes that i release of don't give up skeleton like the illusory walls or the or or what have you like that those episodes are they're way different than the normal episodes because they're like they're it's all about like the back end nitty-gritty stuff but like we're gonna do talk about how he reverse engineered a demon soul server and like created one in his house was like the coolest shit in the world like i love hearing about that stuff but
0: like not everybody does so yeah i like that idea i do like the technical episodes super cool stuff super cool but yeah, other than that, uh all oh, pro, very quiet though, compared to my original PS4. My my original PS4 sounded like a jet engine. This one's nice and quiet, so that I'm quite happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. Albeit, I'm very glad to hear it. Oh I haven't put Metal Gear Solid in there yet, so I'm yet to uh test that game. That game always makes oh, you PS4 do that soon. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm glad I got it. Right, I'm gutted I got rid of the the PSVR. Because obviously, oh man, Arkham VR, I love that game. That game is so good. That was. Just, oh.
1: It's 2017, and I still do not, um, I still have not experienced the modern day virtual reality systems. So I'm, I'm feeling very disappointed in myself.
0: Yeah, I would say it's certainly something everyone should at least have a couple of goes on. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, that awful sickness. It's it's a shame that I really want to speak to Vader because obviously Vader got VR, didn't he? And I I would really like to sort of hear his experiences with certain games and what he's, because I know he's been using my account to play a lot of my games. So I want to, compare sort of his experiences compared to mine on the, on the sickness side of things, just hmm. to see how things compare. It'd be quite interesting because well, hopefully I, he can uh,
1: show his ass up to a podcast. Everyone, a pretty no. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is literally the first time that Vader's called in sick for a podcast. We're like, I've missed the last three, so I can't say anything.
0: <laughs> Dude, I started this podcast and I haven't been in like the last five. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I, I I can get off my damn high horse now and just do that. <laughs> Nice no,
1: it's, it's been terrible. rough holidays are always rough between uh yeah. I know you guys don't have Thanksgiving, but like Boxing Day and Christmas and New Year's mm-hmm. and like dealing with holiday stuff leading up to Christmas because especially if you have kids, like your family's being pulling pulling you several different ways and all that stuff, so yeah podcasts take a backseat in December man that's just how it is
0: absolutely
1: and that's what I, I mean, I've like. released twelve episodes of don't give up Skeleton okay <laughs> but hey, but they don't 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 compare yourself to me
0: right. <laughs> yeah no you're you're just crazy (laughs) that's exactly right
1: (laughs) you mentioned getting uh the the doom collector's edition have you put any more time into that game
0: i haven't i i i played oh no actually no yes i did yes i did i'll tell a lie i did put a couple of hours into that before i played final fantasy and my god that's a good shooter
1: yeah it's real good <laughs> i really want to get back to it i haven't had time i haven't had time yet but that's like my next i'm gonna, I'm gonna force myself to finish dishonored like i I feel like i'm slagging on on dishonored a little bit like i'm slacking off but um like i after that i'm definitely gonna go straight to doom so
0: yeah the, the one the one main thing that i love like throwing it in and it the game does not mess around it's like we're not gonna piss ball about teaching you how to play really we're going to throw you in the deep end. Off you go. Get on with it. And man, what game. It, and I, I like that they kept those doom sensibilities. Like the movement speed of the character is like 9 million miles an hour. <laughs> so flying, fucking yeah. cool. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and just like flying from enemy to enemy, like bang, bang, do it, doing the glory kills and just chaining glory kills. It's just, Nonstop, stop and then mick Golden soundtrack alongside that is just oh that game is so brutal
1: yeah it's <sighs> it's it's just a full like sensory overload type thing like the the noise the, the sound effects and the music and like the movement and the enemy screaming at you and just running around as fast as you can and like you say like the glory kills are so much fun i thought they were going to be kind of um trite a little bit but like over the first four or five levels that I played, like I d never got tired of doing them over and over again. Like realizing that I could jump on top of somebody and do a glory kill was pretty fun. Like that was really awesome. So that game is, yeah. is super cool.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I obviously I, I learned the other day as well. Actually, like you can literally do glory kills from any angle and they do like change dependent on where you are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I didn't realise it. And also, you can be quite far away as well for to activate glory kills as well, which you you can really help in chaining stuff together. It's just yeah, damn, that's a good game. I, I listen to it's, that soundtrack a lot
1: at work. <laughs> it's really good, man. Like it's it's a really solid soundtrack.
0: Yeah, have have you um watched the uh, no clip documentary on it at all?
1: Not yet. I I haven't dug into any of those uh, no clip stuff that Danny's been doing. Like I just uh, Danny O'Dwyer, is that right?
0: Yeah, Danny O'Dwyer. Um, yeah. I haven't dug into
1: any of that stuff yet. Although I'm I am very intrigued too. Like I I just. I don't know, man. Like, things have been so crazy recently. Like, if I'm not like mm. doing a podcast or editing a podcast, I'm hanging out with my family and like I just, just barely have time for games. And when I do have like time <laughs> for games, I literally like turn off my phone, I sit on the couch, <laughs> like I've closed the blinds. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to play a video game now because yeah. otherwise I just I, I'm too easily distracted. So, especially with all the weird podcast stuff that you and I have been doing lately with the back end stuff. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: which we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit about that at the end of the show. Oh, most
0: certainly. But yeah, I, I would say to, You and anyone that hasn't seen it, go to the No Clips YouTube. Just search No Clip on YouTube. They're the first people to pop up. And they've done two documentaries, which is all crowdfunded, all from Patreon, not funded by ads or clicks or anything like that. It's just pure, unadulterated gaming love. And the documentaries he puts together are fucking spectacular. They've done one on Rocket League and now they've done one on Doom. And the one on Doom is fucking amazing because they because he he's such an awesome dude like they that they spent a lot of time with him and also they showed a lot of footage from doom 4 which got cancelled so you get to see a lot of that what the game originally was going to be before it became doom 2016 and yeah And they've obviously got interviews with Mick Gordon and they've just put out the extended interviews with Mick Gordon and the, I can't remember his name, one of the lead directors, but like the, that interview alone's an hour and a half on its own. And then the Jeez. Mick Gordon one's like 45 minutes. They're the extended ones, but the, the documentaries in three parts. is like 25 minute each part. So, but that is a real good look into the development cycle of Doom 2016 and how it was going real bad with Doom Four and they had to change their shit up to get that game to work and finally realise look this is we're doing it wrong. This is not Doom. This is what Doom should be. And they made the correct choices. But yeah, go and watch that documentary, you guys out there, and you if you get time, Jeremy, it's it's a must.
1: Yeah, I just went ahead and subscribed to that channel on my YouTube just to make myself like kind of remember to do it at some point. <laughs> they're,
0: they're so good. Like he, he really that guy loves his video games. Like, and that's his goal with NoClip is to get away from because obviously he worked for Gamespot, and he said obviously he loved the people he works with, but he wanted to get away from the sort of clickbaity, click-supported sites. He didn't want his gaming stuff to be that and he is doing that now which is awesome and um, yeah very much worth yeah he's it's very worthy and everyone that supports him on Patreon is what's keeping that that thing alive and it's yeah so cool so very cool go and check it out if you can it's fucking I always liked awesome. that dude
1: when he would show up on uh, the giant bomb stuff and yeah mm. oh my god he's getting $23,000 a month jeez mm-hmm. that's a yeah. that's a successful Patreon right there wow
0: well I, it doesn't surprise me those documentaries are fucking a star some of the best oh yeah
1: yeah and I, I know it's not like he's like taking home like two hundred thousand dollars a year or something like he's no, putting no, that money no. and like working so like yeah i just it just i kind of startled me to see how much like, that he was making i hadn't seen that wow
0: it was quite funny today actually because like on, on twitter like i see him and he was like uh, doing our um the, the taxes and stuff for expenses for the doom documentary. And was like, oh, fuck, I hate doing this bit. This is where all the money just disappears. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they haven't announced what they're working on next, but I know he's been in Tokyo, so I don't know what they've been up to, but they haven't announced the next one yet. And I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what they're doing. Cause oh, just, they're such good documentaries. So good. Yeah. What are you playing there, Jeremy? <laughs> With your zero time. Um,
1: I did manage to get through um The Last Guardian. Mm. Uh, this is probably my most anticipated game, and uh it's 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 gonna be a weird thing. Like I, I don't like to make end of the year list. <clears throat> like I'm not I'm not a big like game of the year person. I don't I don't I I yeah. respect that other people are really into that and I and I get the desire and the urge. it's just not for me. But like it's the last guardian is going to be one of those weird games that's equally like very disappointing and also extremely good. <laughs> you know? Like uh, I had a I had a really hard time playing it. Um mm-hmm. but the times where everything came together it really really worked and man, what a strong finish. Like obviously we're not going to go into spoilers here, but just to say that the ending is incredibly emotionally impactful and, and it's super interesting. But the journey there was sometimes very very difficult and a lot of times it was just straight up annoying uh everybody knows what the last guardian is so i'm not going to really explain it but like it's you and this creature called trico and you're kind of guiding very similar to ico um you're kind of guiding you and you and this creature are working together to get out of this castle and uh you learn some rudimentary controls or rudimentary commands of trico basically like jump or pop up or sit or you know what you know that kind of or go here or go there that kind of thing and i realize a lot of people have been justifying this to me as like hey this is like a a wild creature he's always not going to listen to you but like there were times when i saw like a little secret barrel thing which is one of the collectibles in the game up on a ledge and i would like he would get in there in front of the ledge and like i would do the thing to be like come up up let's get up let's get up and like minutes would go by <laughs> and like the worst thing that could happen this happened a couple of times the d- home dude would just turn around and run the opposite direction which I never uh-huh. understood why he would do that mm-hmm. and like struggling with that part of it was so annoying and for such a for a game that's so focused on on beauty and for of these like incredible shots and this incredibly detailed and animated creature that you're that you're kind of bonding with the camera is all over the place. Like the camera just seems addicted to showing you, like getting as close to a wall as possible at all times. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this happened to you, right? Or, I'm like, I'm not
0: alone I'm not, on this. Or it, it it wanted to show you Trico's lovely formed butthole.
1: Yes, my yes. camera loves doing that. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: and like, I, I saw a lot of complaints about people calling saying like, "Oh, this is like a PS2 game," and it's not in any ways like i don't think the ps3 would be able to pull off like a lot of the visuals i don't think the ps3 could pull off like the 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 ai and the animations of trico like trico is the most well-realized creature in a video game ever like hands down like he's just insanely interesting everything he does is incredibly interesting like you just want to watch him all the time but the game just goes out of its way to show you like Nothing. There's a scene very at the, at the very very beginning where your little boy character has to sidle like across the side of this like ravine, <clears throat> and in the middle of the ravine are these like little landing platforms, basically like little like columns.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you're As you're
1: sidling around, like Trico is behind you and kind of following you by jumping from these columns from one column to the next, and it looks amazing. Like he kind of. He feels like he's like a, almost a kid, Trico does. So he's kind of like reticent yeah. to do these jumps at first. And so, like, he's kind of like pausing. And it's a lot like if you've ever seen a cat like get real, real like get ready to jump across something, right? Like, he, they get kind of, you can't see me right now, but I'm like wiggling my entire body. They yeah, start wiggling and back wiggle, and forth yeah. a little bit. And, uh, but the camera, like, just would not let me see trico (laughs) like it just would not focus (laughs) and you can hold l1 which you could do in shadow of the classes to look at a boss and same thing here you would just focus your camera on on trico but a lot of times that would just go haywire and like look at all the and like look at crazy stuff so again (laughs) one of my most anticipated games so that's why it's it's, that's like one of my most disappointing games that i've played this year but when things would finally come together, most of the time that you're outside, that you're not in the castle, um, they said there's nothing for the camera to get hung up on. You're going from place to place. You can see everything really easily. Like, your next objective is pretty clear. And it's does some of the most astonishing things, like getting, to, getting you to bond with this character that I've ever seen in a video game. Some genuine moments of like, oh! <gasps> like came out of my mouth like as i was watching it uh it was just so 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 good and the ending man like i know you said on twitter that it brought a tear to your eye it it came very very close to me like again we're not going to spoil anything but it's just a very emotional ending
0: so it's yeah yeah. i i I will say like i think i under sort of sold it on twitter like i say i bought it brought a tear to my eye i was genuinely fucking crying man like Oh my God. And then, because you get the ending, and then there's a bit after the ending, after the credits. And that made me cry even more. I was like, oh. <laughs> it, it proper got me. I was just like, <laughs> I think the game had like beaten me down so much to get to the end that I was just an emotional wreck anyway. And then having that amazing ending just, it just, it just done me. And I was just like bawling like a bloody baby. It's terrible. <laughs> It was it was
1: it was very, very powerful. Uh I wish I don't know what they spent the last like fifteen years doing. And I know that game development is not like an easy like, you know, make the trico monster. There's no make the trico button, right? Like they that took years and years of probably painstaking effort and time and energy to get right. And they probably made a lot of mistakes along the way that eventually got to the point where they are now. Like those mistakes probably benefited them in the long run. But um man, like for the controls to be the way they are, like I just <laughs> when people say it's, it's a PS2 game, I think that's what they're talking about. It was like nowadays when you play a third person, like action game like this, not that this is real, like action, but this is kind of, you know, you have a little avatar in the world and you're running around doing stuff. Uh, the controls have just gotten like way, way better since Shadow of the Colossus, and you remember when Vader played Shadow of the Colossus this year? Last <laughs> year uh, he had a lot of problems with it too, yeah. and I'm kind of interested in going back now to see if I have those problems as well. Like, I wonder if that game has just aged poorly at this point, and I wonder if those th- those control types have
0: aged poorly. To be perfectly honest, I- I've played Shadow not like super recent, but I do think Shadow does control a bit better than last guardian it's a bit more responsive the one of the my, my, one of the sort of problems i had was with the camera it had for some reason like a 80 percent dead zone i don't know if you noticed that like it wouldn't turn the camera until you've like almost full locked the analog stick one way or the other then it'd start turning they fight that they've got rid of that now in an update so as soon as you touch that camera it turns now so apparently it's made it a lot better apparently Oh, interesting. Yeah.
1: I've I, 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 I messed around with some of like the control sensitivities and cranked those up a little bit. And um, they, those helped a, a little bit. But I I think I was playing during the patch time. I haven't seen a new patch recently, but maybe I'll, I'll, I'll dip back in there. I was, you know, I've, I'd like the idea of getting a platinum for this game, but then I, I'll look through the trophies. And this nope. is some of the most garbage trophies I've ever seen in yep. my entire
0: life. Can you honestly see yourself completing this game in, what is it, under five hours? When, yeah, try, I could. I mean, if you knew what you were I go, doing, when I go, yeah. sometimes I'm sitting there going, jump, 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 <laughs> go, jump, jump, jump. That would be the, the, the most team frustrating team part team. is
1: getting him to do stuff. But like, I spent a lot of time like looking around for barrels and like appreciating the thing, and I still got the under Same. 15 hours. So, um, yeah,
0: the, 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 the I, thing that I think the thing that drives me most mad with the game is I knew what I wanted to do. I think the problem that came up the most was triaco acknowledging your commands i think that was the, the the biggest problem i encountered i could
1: see i could definitely see that like when you tell him to you know hey like jump up to this ledge like very clearly that's my next step and like, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. i remember i, I quit the game that. one time because i spent five or ten minutes trying to get him to jump up to a particular <laughs> ledge and then uh joshua garrity from Tana and rents was complaining about this as well and this is one of my complaints is that in Shadow of the Colossus, you always hold down a button in order to grab onto one of the Colossus. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I know where you can. In yeah. and, and this game, you kind of automatically hang onto it, and I see why they made that change, but it made it gets it to the point where it's very difficult to jump off. Get so off the bugger, yeah. <laughs> you spend five or ten minutes like, convincing Trico to jump up so you can get to this ledge, and then you try to jump across to the thing so you try to jump off of him and he's just like your little dude is just constantly grabbing onto Trico's fur, like or feathers yeah. rather. Like It's just the most, it made the game very, very annoying, which isn't a lot, isn't a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. It's, I'm finding it really weird with Last Guardian because like not in a long time have, I've been so frustrated with a game that it's drove me mad but yet I will still quite happily put it in my sort of top three of the year, easy. Because of the way that game made me feel by the end, yeah, I it's really, really odd. Because it drove me bananas trying to play it, but I was still compelled to get through and carry on. Because I, I just, I, I had that feeling that it was going to pay off in the end, and I felt it did. Um, I've been talking to, uh, I can't remember who it was. was. It global mega dude. I think it might be global mega dude. And I basically he he had the same issues. And I said to him, look, just get to the end. It's worth it. And obviously he'd finished yeah. it. And he said, I'm totally glad I did go through with it because it's worth getting to that end. But damn, it's a tough slog to get through. If the game's not behaving itself, because some days I find I jump on it and he'd do my commands, no problem, every time, no issue. Another day, he'd just completely fucking ignore me. And it's, it, it was like talking to my son. <laughs> like, Draco, 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 come here come here come here and no 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 leaving, no don't, don't 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 do that don't you, you, come you're right going here. the wrong way I, you're t- why where are you going what are you doing you're going the wrong <laughs> way sometimes i jump on him he'd turn around and go the fucking completely wrong way i'm like no, really go the other way. <laughs> oh um, man
1: it was it's just so frustrating sometimes it's just, <laughs> it's just annoying and to go back to the trophies for a bit um the trophies ha- there's actually a trophy for my most ad- the thing in the game that annoys me the most. Um, so it does the same thing that Ico and shadow of the Colossus did, which I could not stand back then and always waited for them to patch out or at least give me the option to turn off, which is auto hinting you at what to do. Mm. Like in shadow of the Colossus, if you spent too long, like hanging out on a colossus, like a dude would come over and be like, Oh, you need to look for the weak point in the hand. Like it yeah. would do like that weird voice thing. And uh, and this game does that with like the narrator. The narrator will come on and be like, yeah. and, like tell you to do stuff, and that really annoys me. Like, <laughs> if I wanted a hint, I would go seek it out. Like, just because I've been hanging out in this game like for a little while, like you don't have to hold my hand. And if you're gonna do that, like make that the easy mode in the game, or like the you know, or just give me the disable hints option or what have you. Yeah. But then they go out of their way and make a trophy for listening to all to of them. To every hint. Yeah. What the hell is that? Which bullshit? is ridiculous <laughs> because yeah. there's so many. There are so <laughs> many. You'd, and you have to sit around for so long before you hear them. It doesn't make any sense. A trophy is garbage. Hate
0: it, it. It, it. I would probably put that in one of my top 10 of worst trophies. Like, it's so bad. It's just it's, awful. <laughs> it's
1: ridiculous. And I'm, and dude, I have, I have like, Ground out stuff for Dark Souls and for Bloodborne. Like I've, you know, I'm, I've, I don't mind trying to get dumb trophies for games that I like because it gives me a sense of fun. Like it gives me a sense of completion on a game sometimes. But um, like some of these trophies were just kind of ridiculous, and I just
0: the the, the thing is though, like you say, like grinding out stuff. At least with those trophies, you knew what you was, you knew what you had to do. You knew where you was going. With the listen to every hint. How do I know where a hint will be? So basically, I've got yeah. to go to every area and wait for fucking God knows how long. Oh, is there a hint here? I don't know. Next area, is there a hint here? I don't know. I don't know where the hints are because it doesn't. The game doesn't tell you, so you've literally just got to go by scene from scene, hanging around. It's oh, so dumb. So it's a trophy meant,
1: It's a trophy designed after Game F- fax has been invented, right? Like they expect you to go to a fax and then figure all this out. Which is just garbage to me. Like I yeah. just don't like it. Yeah, not that, yeah. and I, I I get it. Like people out there listening. Like I know I don't have to care about trophies. I get that, <laughs> but I kind of do anyway. <laughs> so, like when a when a game goes out of its way to make a terrible trophy, like I, I feel kind of bummed about it. So that's that's all that I'm saying. It's just kind of a bummer.
0: Yeah, it's a shame. That, um...
1: But again, I will I will say to anybody like and uh, I told uh, Catherine this former guest of the show um she just she rented it for a weekend and kind of powered through it over a weekend so she she could uh return it before so she didn't have to spend a lot of money on it and she ended up not being as enthusiastic about the ending and she said it was probably because she had to push herself to get to the ending yeah like she was she had to, she, she she couldn't take like breaks like i did like i, I probably beat that game over a week but it only Same. took me like 10 Same. or 15 hours yeah um i would imagine that if i had like pushed myself to finish that game in two or three days that i would have been like I would have just I would have probably hated it a lot more. But by the time we got to the ending, yeah. we we were kind of done with being um, inside places and having to navigate like tight mm. d- d- corridors and things. Which that seemed to be where the game fell down the most for me, were these where those tight corridors and it was mostly outside. So yeah. like it was it was good. And then like the la- the ending sequence, like I just wow, just wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's I some moments it. in that game that are just genuinely like exhilarating to watch. So.
0: Yeah, it's. I, I do agree. Like the, the hardest sections are those tight indoor sections, that's when the camera spazzes out a lot as well because obviously Trico's so big and he's indoors, these tight spaces, the camera just does not know what the fuck to do with itself. No. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know where to go. <laughs> and yeah, as I say, the amount of times my camera ended up that dog's butthole and they've actually made a butthole as well. <laughs> it's like
1: it's yeah there's there's like a carefully modeled like thing back <laughs> yeah. there as you as you <laughs> might expect like it's not it's not as graphic as you're probably like picturing it in your heads uh, listeners like it's just it's just there like it's not like as as gross as as cliff is making it sound but it is
0: it is definitely there like when, they, when, yeah, they, when, you crack, when your camera's all up in it it's gross <laughs> it's true <laughs> yeah. true very very true uh,
1: um <laughs> so yeah last guardian would I, I would definitely recommend it i'd yes it, it made me realize that, um, take your time with it, though. I, take your time with it and, and be patient with it and take breaks and things like that. But uh, it made me realize what I want more than anything is just like Shadow of the Colossus. Like, just I just want more Shadow of the Colossus.
0: But 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 does it not make you sad that by all intents and purposes this studio has now been disbanded, has not it?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It makes it sucks. me sad, like, and I mean. <clears> it, <throat> But I can see why it did. Like, I can see why they disbanded the studio. Like, you make, like, you can't take this long to make a game. And I'm, I haven't seen the sales on it, but I, don't I very, think very, very much done. doubt, like, the sales are, especially because no. the reviews coming ahead of time were, were kind of middling to, like, there were some great ones out there. Like, people rated it pretty highly, but, like, there were a lot of, like, hey, these, this has a lot of technical issues kind of thing, which usually means people are going to rent the game instead of buy it.
0: Well, yeah. So, it's, it's like I was listening to the podcast the other day, and obviously, uh, you got the three guys in there Jim Sterling, Laura Dow and bugger can't remember his name ah i feel bad Miraculous sound anyway i know his music name because his music's rad but he absolutely loved it like in his top five but jim sterling and laura Dow couldn't stand it because of the the control scheme and like obviously yeah. the dog not doing well i call it a dog i don't know it's like eagle cat thing but yeah that, well i mean like
1: the name of the species is Trico. like that's like at the very yeah. beginning like they show you like all of the weird creatures with yeah. their like latin name written across it and uh, it's, it's like it's a Trico, and <laughs> it's it also it is, its name is Trico yeah, because yeah, what else you're gonna tricho. call
0: it yeah super cool but yeah that it, it's a very divisive game that's that's for certain it really is quite a divisive game but but man if, i
1: want like you could lose like I love all of the story stuff in Shadow of the Colossus. I think mm. that the world it creates and the story that it tells is beautiful and amazing and great. And I, I think it's like the ending of that game is really powerful. I, I love all of it. And it was, it was really emotional at the time. But like you could literally give me like 20 more Colossus and it could just be like a boss rush without me searching anywhere. And I would probably get real into it. Like yeah, <laughs> just one same. more Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, did, you, uh, did you ever mess with like the extra items and stuff in Shadow of the Colossus?
0: No, I never did, to be honest. That was like, you get a parachute
1: and you've got like a harpoon and you can do like, you've got like a basically something that shoots lightning. (laughs) Like, you got all kinds of crazy stuff you can do. Yeah. You should, uh, you should look that up sometime and and check that out. Like, all of the extra stuff is really fun to play with. It makes the bosses, it makes the bosses super easy, obviously, but like, it's, it's fun.
0: I didn't even really know that, that stuff existed. I've only ever played the game normally. Yeah. If you, uh, if
1: you go through and you, um, uh, if you go through, I think it's it's been a while, so bear with me if I, if I make a mistake here. But I think once you once you finish the game, once you have access to time attack, or maybe once you kill the boss, you have access to time attack. Mm-hmm. And if you complete each boss under the, the whatever time it is, um, you'll get you'll get access to one of the items. And like, there's a whole list of them. I should look them up and t- real quick just to, so I can. Uh, but there's cool like life. again, like it's just really a lot of fun to mess around with. Everyone loves people live checking. Um, Oh yeah, there's a lizard detection stone. (laughs) There's all kinds of shit, dude. Uh, Let's see. Let me go look through. There's a lightsaber's web. There's a lightsaber, which I didn't even remember that. There's a
0: lightsaber.
1: (laughs) Right. Um, you get a uh, a whistling arrow, which is pretty cool. That's a uh, like if you when you shoot your arrows instead of um, instead of just going into nowhere, like it whistles, so you can like distract a colossus. That one's pretty cool. You can get a cloak, which like drastically increases your damage output. Um, yeah. A mask of strength, which gets you make you stronger. Lizard detection stone. A fruit tree map. Mask of power, which gives you even more damage. Uh, yeah. You get an invisibility cloak. I've you get played, a flash arrow.
0: I've played this like, game so many times. I can't believe I didn't know any of this shit existed. Did you ever?
1: Uh, did, you, did you ever mess with the t- time attack mode? though? because that's where all this stuff. Because I hate yeah. fucking time attack
0: stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um I've always been a uh, i've never been a fan of time attack stuff ever
1: and that's just uh that's just normal mode so like the hard mode time attack you get the harpoon you get a sword that works in the shadows um you get a map to all the fruit trees wow you get a uh, shaman's cloak which decreases damage so you can get like a challenge mode going um you have a parachute you can get the lightsaber weapon and then if you do them all in uh hard mode you can get the white skin for uh aggro wow
0: jesus so. yeah, that's very cool i didn't i love shadow of the colossus so much <laughs> i want to yeah. go play it right but now this is, this is, that that <laughs> that game is like in my top five all-time favorite games that i didn't know about any of that stuff really but i suppose if i the time attack games, stuff
1: is it's not hard either um the ps3 remaster it makes colossus 15 a pain in the ass because he they, but I mean, if you played it, but you already had the uh, uh, the Euro release anyway. Mm. The US release was dialed down a lot, so the Colossus doesn't shake as much. So it was pretty easy. The, oh, the Euro release, which God. is what's put in the uh, yeah, fifteen Colossus is just a just a son of a bitch for that stuff. Yeah. It's so frustrating.
0: He never stopped shaking. He was a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um the other game that i wanted to talk about real quick is uh stardew valley
0: have mm. you seen this yes yes i know of it yeah
1: yeah so uh after i got kind of done with no man's sky and no man's sky was my kind of my podcast game so i could um uh, because i'm a weirdo uh for most of the podcasts that i have to edit like i listen through them all the way and then kind of edit them live throughout Um, I don't do that to everything, but most of them I try to do that with to kind of improve the quality as best as possible. So, you know, playing no man's sky with the volume down and with like that in my ear, like I could, you know, go back and forth. I can pause it. Like, I don't have to worry about anything. So, uh, I needed a new game because I got sick of no man's sky. Stardew Valley has become this new game (laughs) and it's, it's really, really cute. It's just a farming game with like this weird kind of town around it where you can talk to everybody and you can marry people and you can do all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, I'm not super deep into it, but like it's there's something extraordinarily relaxing about like plowing your land, planting your seeds, reaping your farm, like the the whole nine, going around and like clearing up your area, you know, because when you get to your farm, it's been kind of abandoned, so you have to break up all the rocks and get all the brush get all the brush out of the way, like the whole nine. So this has been it's it's been a lot of fun. It's I don't know like how long I'll I'll be into it, but for now it's it's kind of scratching that
0: itch. Cool. Yeah, it, it's, um, it reminds me of, uh, oh, it was a D- I'm sure it was a DS game. Harvest Valley, Harvest, probably, is what you're thinking of. Harvest Moon? Is it Harvest Moon? Harvest Moon, yeah, sorry, Harvest hmm. Moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: A lot of comparisons to that. I've, I've never played those, but I see a lot of comparisons to that.
0: Yeah, I I have heard that like, it's it's uh, that Stardew Valley. Every everyone that have, uh, has played it have said that it's it's very very fun. It's good, but it's one of those games like it's it's a time sink. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's uh it's definitely that. Like I can just sit down, like laptop next to me on the on the coffee table, throw the headphones, and then start listening to uh, Don't Give Up Skeleton that I need to edit, and then just you know, far myself away. Like I don't need, there's no like big bombastic things happening. There's, you know, it's not a multiplayer game that I, you know, can't pause or can't do anything daring or want to focus all my attention on or what have you. Yeah. So it, it works out really, really well for me. I don't know. This is probably not a game that I would sit down and just play like, and focus all of my attention to, but it's, it's definitely one of those games of like, Hey, I want to listen to some podcasts in the background or I want to edit some podcast podcasts mm-hmm. in the background. Like let's, let's put this game on. So
0: very cool very cool
1: and then finally um i i was kind of in a gaming slump after finishing the last guardian and i picked up i didn't pick up but like overwatch is installed on the ps4 so i started playing overwatch again and hey i don't know if you know this but that game's pretty good <laughs> did you know I, that
0: <laughs> i wouldn't know that i've never played it
1: <laughs> you never done any of the free weekends or anything
0: nah nah hmm. I'm, I'm i'm trying to avoid multiplayer shooters they they make me mad <laughs> <laughs> uh we we know we know this issue that i have uh, so I, it, it's in my best interest to stay away from multiplayer shooters apart i from do it,
1: find myself getting kind of frustrated with it from occasionally like if i don't cause there were a couple of times when i was playing uh yesterday afternoon when uh or yesterday evening and i just like i would just get Hanzo from across the map would one shot me, like and which is just ridiculous, and like you know that kind of stuff, but it's it's things that I should be watching out for too, like it's it's my own fault, so yeah, but the the stakes are so low, like that dying doesn't really. And even losing whatever match you're playing doesn't really matter that much. Like, they've done a really good job in just making it fun to play and just a little bit funner to win, but not necessarily bad to lose. Yeah, I don't know what it's like in the competitive brackets, like the actually ranked brackets. I'll probably never, ever do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But for now, like, I'm just having just a good time, like, fucking around with it.
0: Yeah, no, I've heard, I've heard as well, like, they, they don't, like, show you, like, KD ratios or anything like that, do they? So that's, that's, nope. that's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's super cool.
1: Well, they they do. I mean, like they show you, um, like at the end of the match, you'll get like the percentage damage that you've done out of your entire te- team's damage, or if you're a healer, it'd be like you know you healed this much damage, and the and the team you healed seventeen percent of the damage that your team took, or, or what have you. Hmm. Like there's there's stats right there, but it just none of it like really matters i mean like it matters because the better you do like the faster you you rank up and the faster you get loot boxes which gets you like your you know all your horny overwatch skins that you want to look at but uh it's but it losing being on the losing team you still get that anyway so like i could still get like if my team lost i could still get i could do the best i ever did it like you know consecutive kills or whatever and i would still get my serious experience so yeah it's just fun. It's just that, that's another game. Like, you do have to focus on it and you can't pause, but it's just a really good, relaxing game. Like, I kind of wish I had a crew of regular dudes that I was playing Overwatch with. I, I did for a little bit and then it all went away because <laughs> I stopped okay. playing. So.
0: Yeah, that's a shame. Like, that, that's one of the reasons sort of why I kind of stopped playing Destiny because A, it's run out of content a bit at the moment and I've I lost the team that I played with. So, and then I found it real hard to get another crew of guys back together to play. So, and because I've pretty much covered all the content, I don't really want to do stuff without my pals there or just anyone to play with. So yeah, that's super looking forward. Is this,
1: um, can, speaking of destiny, can we talk about our upcoming destiny thing that we're doing? Absolutely. We... So, um, people that listen to this show that know me know that I'm, I'm pretty tied into that, uh, duck feed community. Um, every fall the duck Feed hosts themselves. They host a uh, ducks stream that's where they stream for 72 hours and they raise a bunch of money for charity. They killed it this year. They raised over $10,000 for charity this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely cool. killed it. Yeah. Very uh, <clears throat> cool.
1: mind boggling. How, how well that, that stream did. And I was really happy to be just a, like a very tiny part of it. I wiped my, my highest tier team in darkest dungeon so <laughs> <you're welcome>, charity. <laughs> but, um, they've done that for three or four years now. Uh, But last year was the first time that uh, the community got together and decided to do what they, they call duck spring. And duck spring is basically the exact same thing, except instead of being run by Cole and Gary and the other host from duck beat, it's all run by the community. Um, So it's a couple of different people that got together. It's, Everyone who's streaming is from the DuckFeed community. They're usually Patreon subscribers, and it's going to be tons of different games. Uh, I don't know that the full list is public yet. I think they're still trying to nail that down, so I won't go into what anybody else is playing, but there's lots of lots of fun stuff. Uh, There's something in there for everybody, like from old-school video games. There's going to be a DuckFeed Overwatch fight. There's going to be, like, all... Like, they're doing um, tabletop role-playing games, and, like, they're doing some weird spoken word thing. Like, it's going to get all crazy. Um, but for my part, I booked three hours and it's gonna be me, Clifford Goldsmith, uh, Brian Wade, Patty Stardust, Josh Crow, and Nikki, aka at Lost Pant on Twitter, and we're all gonna do the King's Fall Raid together. <laughs> which I'm very excited about. <laughs> uh, so um uh, there's gonna be some uh like incentives for donating, which will be on that website and I'll put that in the show notes at some point when we get closer. But for my part, I'm gonna be donating um depending on how many times this happens, <laughs> it'll be either one dollar per death or five dollars per death. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, um and I'm gonna encourage everyone else to 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 do the same, um so that it can be a lot of fun watching us die over and over again. Uh, and someone in the chat will be keeping track of death counts, which will which is always a good time.
0: So yeah, and obviously, obviously, yeah. when we go live, you'll be able to pick it up on their stream. But I'm on my end. I'm going to be streaming my end as well, so you can all pick up from different angles of each yeah. different player, yeah. which should be cool. But obviously, Jeremy, it be should
1: rat- be it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. And we'll all be you- on the mic. We'll all be talking. Yeah. And the last, the last few times we've done Kings Fall, um I've never finished it. We've gotten close, uh, but I've never finished it. So I'm hoping to finish it either at least once beforehand or once on stream. Um, but it's always been fun. Like, it's it's weird, and, like, I don't think a lot of people have seen that Destiny content, so it, it'll be something kind of interesting and kind of crazy to watch. And, yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun to do. That's going to be March 18th, I believe. So keep your cal- keep your eyes peeled, and I'm sure between now and then we're going to be advertising it heavily, but this is yeah. the first time that it's been confirmed. So
0: Yeah, it should be, should be a lot of fun. So I'd have to uh, get a bit of practice in, 'Cause I haven't played Destiny for a while, but my character's more than see I don't know uh yeah, what level am I yeah, it should be fine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking what level I'm at, but I'm more than leveled enough.
1: <sighs> yeah, I need to make sure that uh Nikki and Josh are I know Josh is, because I think he did the raid with us one time, but um I need to make sure that Nikki and, and Josh are leveled up appropriately. Like I'm not worried about Patty or Brian Wade or anybody, but um yeah, yeah it's gonna be a fun
0: show. Yeah, it should be cool. It's or a fun stream, fun. I should say. Yeah, yeah. Should be yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. it? I, I was just saying. Uh, I was looking at that as well. I just remember, like, yeah, because I finished playing Final Fantasy Fifteen. I've uh, I, I, I've delved back into Final Fantasy Ten HD edition. Oh, really? The PS4, yeah, because I had I, I got I had it for the PS3. Obviously, now I'm playing it on the PS4. PS4 version is better than the PS3 version, and I'm pretty surprised at how good they've made it look, considering it's a PS2 game. But yeah, they've done a really, really good job of it, and it's it's so nice to be back in the world of Final Fantasy X again. <laughs> I I adore that game, so yeah, I've been playing that. And... I
1: think that's the only Final Fantasy game that I've beaten. Oh, really? Yeah, because I kind of abandoned my Final Fantasy VII stream, <laughs> and I I want to say that I, I I finished I either finished it or I got to the last boss and quit. I don't I don't quite remember which one, but I like I couldn't tell you anything about what happens in that game besides Blitzball. That's the only thing I really remember.
0: <laughs> I was talking to uh, Nikki at Lost Panda today about Blitzball, and she was like, oh so good at it. And I was like, well, you need my answer to that one is I'm crappy because you need to refer to the conversation we was having only earlier on today that I, I literally hate competitive sports. <laughs> 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 Cause she, she, she really likes soccer. So I was just like, yeah, I I hate football. She's like, but you're English. I was like, no, not all of us love football.
1: Yeah. I was really surprised. Cause I was, you know, I'm, I'm pretty big into, um, soccer myself and like i was like oh yeah but you know i have some british friends and like you and josh are both like just fuck it don't care and i'm like okay that's fine cool we're
0: the odd ones you tend to and people like me who listen to heavy metal and josh that listen to heavy metal, we tend some reason we just avoid football i don't know why it's it's quite a common theme
1: <laughs> it's one of those things where um like i grew up with american football mm. and so as a teenager like was what everybody around me liked so I just i instantly kind of didn't like it just to be cool um or to try to be cool right yeah. so i would imagine like if you grew up surrounded by soccer like to you it's not cool and neat like it is to me and, and my wife who just who, who's really really into it um it's something that you've grown up with and are kind of sick of so i definitely get the difference
0: yeah i think it was more the fact obviously growing up skateboarding it was the footballers who always used to try and give us shit so i kind of had this association with assholes and football
1: yeah yeah i can de- i can definitely see that
0: so. yeah and there's a lot of the <laughs> british football seems to draw a lot of assholes <laughs> just like yeah, go around true. the world to try and s- smash places up because they're so intelligent don't worry they'll, they'll bring it home one day <laughs> uh, they are-
1: was well, that gonna? Um, I know this is relatively short, but I think that's gonna wrap us up. Yeah. Well,
0: there's only two of us this week. God, no one else. If anyone was lost us, I'm surprised <laughs> it weren't just me. Like talking, no, everyone figured probably I deserve it for the amount of time I've missed off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be just like that episode
1: one that you did. Was just you talking into a microphone.
0: Yeah, i would do that for episode fifty. <laughs> just do it out with me. Yeah, there you go. Ten corporate. episodes. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Um, cool cool cool.
1: i wanted to uh i wanted to mention a couple of things if i could real quick yeah Um, please do if anybody out there is into the tv show supernatural i have launched yet another podcast because i'm a crazy person (laughs) you've probably seen this on twitter uh but if you like the tv show supernatural me and chris Mosier from chomp chain and uh Stephen Veiu from uh, Platformers and this podcast, who's guested on a couple of times, uh, are are all big Supernatural fans for some reason. And uh, yeah, we we just went... We released an episode early in December uh, as kind of a pilot to see the response it would get. We actually were pretty pleased with what people said about it. So uh, we've... As of this week, we'll have new episodes every Thursday. So if you're listening to this the week it comes out, you know, we, there was a brand new episode this past Thursday, and there's going to be one every Thursday from this point forward. And there's... You can follow it at at M O T W cast and like all that stuff. Just go just go look for that stuff and it's everywhere on iTunes. So
0: one thing I will say, you said if you like Supernatural, I will disagree because I'm not a massive fan of Supernatural, but your podcast is funny. You guys proper make me chuckle <laughs> and I enjoy listening to the show, even though I don't I I haven't even really watched the show. So I would say just go and check it out anyway. The, the, it's like just oh, chris he makes me laugh that boy <laughs> he's, he's <one laughs> yeah
1: chris is chris and chris and steven are an absolute yeah. delight and uh, there's there's a lot of rich fodder like I, yeah. I, I tend to find myself drawn to these shows that um they're they're not great but they're like they're full of heart basically like they're they're charming so they you know they can they can work i guess I you know they it's you can laugh at them yeah. and also love them at the same time yeah and that's supernatural is definitely that way and i'm I'm glad to hear that like even without like kind of a context for the show that the 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 podcast still works so that's really good yeah
0: yeah i'm I'm enjoying it even though i i I don't i remember maybe one or two episodes of supernatural but i'm still enjoying the podcast so yeah go check it out dudes
1: and uh i think that's it from me oh um if you're listening to this on saturday or sunday whenever we could get around to releasing it um you should go check out this week's Don't Give Up Skeleton episodes because it was Cliff Invaders episodes that came out this week.
0: People are going to get sick of hearing this. <laughs>
1: Not at all. Not at all. You just have like three hours worth of uh, me and Cliff talking to each other on a microphone this
0: week. That's it. <laughs> Uh, great. Yeah,
1: that's all of my stuff. I just wanted to mention those two things real quick to do a little self promotion.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't know if anyone's like we, we. we I suppose we could do a quick mention. We'll, we'll we'll sort of roll it out closer to the time. But obviously, we are looking to change our hosting service. So me and Jeremy are obviously doing work on our back end, and hopefully, <clears throat> nothing should change for your RSS feed if you're on the iTunes RSS feed. If you're on the SoundCloud RSS feed, that may change, but we will put out like a small service announcement before the change goes over and we will put the new RSS on obviously the Dark Insight Twitter. So you can just pull that if you're using – but if you're using the iTunes RSS, I don't think that should change, should it? I think that's going to be – should hopefully be the same.
1: Yeah, the um, if you've subscribed via iTunes or like Overcast or even like Google Play or Stitcher or any of that stuff, like none of those services, none of yeah. that none of that stuff will change. It's only if you've gone and like dug into the actual RSS feed for SoundCloud will that actually will that eventually stop working. Um, it'll continue to work for a while, at least probably another yeah. month, if not longer. And then um, you'll just stop getting new episodes. And like Cliff mentioned, we'll we'll put out like a like a hey ch- time to change your RSS feed thing. Um, but ideally, like this will make it cheaper and easier for us to like run the podcast and keep it going. Um, it makes it, it makes our lives just a little bit easier on the back end to make it kind of saner to to do this stuff. Yeah, um, cause it, it, and also <laughs> like when we have people like Josh and uh, Josh on who he was learning how to do all this stuff. Like it, it makes them makes it way, way easier for them to do stuff when it comes to publishing and things like
0: that. And the thing is because, because Jeremy has decided to start a million and one podcast, it gets quite expensive to run these things. You see, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And,
1: uh, and just a shout out, man. Like if anybody out there is thinking about starting their own podcast, yeah. um, I didn't really know it. when I when I started doing this stuff. I really had no idea how it worked. Um, my only real like insight into how this stuff worked was uh, Cole over at Duckfeed, and he has he he runs such a different operation that someone just that is just doing like a one or two or three man podcast runs that it's it's kind of crazy. Um, but we're moving to a service called Fireside, which you can find at Fireside.fm. Um, it's a guy that's it's run by a guy named Dan Benjamin, who's been in the podcasting game for like. 15 20 years or something crazy like that uh it's super simple it's really easy it kind of provides you with everything that you need including like importing from soundcloud or importing from libsyn or like starting like starting fresh is really really cheap for unlimited hosting and unlimited episodes with very very few restrictions around that and you get like a really nice and clean website you can go to uh, don'tgiveupsettleton.com or <laughs> monsteroftheweek.cool <laughs> from a Supernatural <laughs> podcast. Because <laughs> we spent a little extra money for that .cool TLD because we are .cool. Uh, so yeah, go check those out for those sites. But I just want to give them a recommendation because I've made it made it pretty easy to to move all my stuff over. Yeah. Soon, so.
0: uh, it's cool as well because obviously they'll be doing all that. And the, for you guys that listen to uh, the SoundCloud player itself, which by the stats doesn't seem to be a lot, but there are some of you out there, the Fireside will have its own player in it. And you can just go to darkinsight.net and that will eventually point to the the Fireside anyway. So yep. it shouldn't be a problem in finding it. But we'll, we'll give you all a shout out when it comes close to that time. So the transitions as easy as can be for all of the lovely listeners out there
1: yeah if everything like if everything goes as smoothly as don't give up skeleton it won't be like i didn't hear any hiccups or problems or anything with that so it was it was really really nice to just to have that smoothly transition over without anybody complaining so and now i don't have to pay soundcloud for their less than
0: grid service yeah, so. yeah. and I, i've got a feeling that a lot of the stats and tracking isn't correct on SoundCloud. I think it's all a little bit wonky if you ask me. Seems a bit odd.
1: We'll talk a little bit about more of that, that after the mm-hmm. podcast because I I want to show you anyway, we'll we'll get into
0: that a little bit. Yeah. A bit so. Tell the world our numbers they need to know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes.
1: any advertisers out there, it's five thousand episode downloads per day is what yeah, I'm currently doing. That, that, <laughs> that equates
0: to a million podcast bucks.
1: <laughs> yes. I need give me all of your podcast dollars. Mm-hmm. I need them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Well, let's let's shut her down, yeah. Cliff. Let's get out of here. Go go spend the rest of our weekends. Having yes,
0: fun. let's do. Where can people find you, Mister Greer?
1: At JG Greer on Twitter. Um, you can find me there, and like I'll usually retweet all of my podcast business. So if you're interested in any of those shows, just give me a shout. Um, yeah, that's
0: where I'm at. Awesome, and you can find me on Twitter at Cliff underscore Goldsmith. Uh, my YouTube and my Twitter are both Decrepit Gaming and yeah, you can obviously get us at darkinsightpodcast.gmail.com if you want any advice or you wish to talk to any of us. So yeah, but it's good to be back. Uh, expect to hear more of me this year. Hopefully, as long as the baby's asleep, <laughs> <laughs> the, the first few weeks are always going to be uh, up and down, up and down. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, But apart from that,
1: and look forward to uh, like new stuff from us this year too. Like yes. we've got, um, I've got some good guests lined up. Uh, there's a couple of people that I'm very excited to bring on later in the year for for big big event type stuff that I'm really really excited about that we're going to make happen. Um, so like things are going to things are going to be happening over at the Dark Insight. World Ooh, and so keep keep yes, it. That's
0: one thing I just wanted to say. Uh, a massive thank you to. Every single one of you that tunes in, listens, subscribes, likes, breaks because of you guys like I've recently been granted my first press media pass to a gaming expo in London, and that wouldn't have happened without you guys that tune in week in week out and make this show what it is, so just thanks that's all I can say is thank you very much and I uh, hopefully will. Give you more and more good content that you will enjoy. So thank you.
1: And, and since we're since we're thanking people, um because I would have probably done this before the end of the year, but I wasn't on a podcast in December, so I didn't get a chance <laughs> to because <laughs> I skipped out. But uh I guess I want to say thank you to everybody that guested on the show this mm. year. Yes. Um Brian Wade, Lurker, uh, the Lore Hunter, Patty Stardust, Coffee Jesus know that i'm missing some catherine um revitar from we're not wizards there's got to be more than this cliff help me Quacky. out
0: okay we've had a lot of people on this year
1: we have and if i'm forgetting you it's not because um it's not because you're bad it's because that i'm bad but thank you everybody for guesting and coming onto the show and making it great thank you to uh cliff invader for inviting me to host this was the first mm. podcast that i ever hosted in my life and this has been a delight without doing this stuff um i probably wouldn't have had the courage to start my one million <laughs> podcasts that sorry, I in sorry, so, so we're the ones
0: to blame for your new addiction
1: <laughs> yep um you guys and the bonfire side chat yeah. guys kind of share equal equal rights to that and then uh thank you to Cliff, thank you, man, for starting this show and getting it running and, and making it what it is today. Like, if you hadn't started this, none of us would be here. None of us would be listening. So thank you very much. And I'm very much looking forward to 2017 with the, with the Dark Insight family.
0: Well, there, there's only real one person to thank for all this, really.
1: That's Dark Souls. Dark Souls. <laughs>